0: this is Give Me Some Truth. This podcast features appearances from Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and myself, Mitch DeWitt, from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. Here are your hosts.
1: Today, Clint and I are going to talk about a topic we've been hearing quite a bit from clients in in recent meetings, and it makes sense because of the time of the year that we're in. Uh, And it is home renovation, home improvement. Uh, We're not referring to um, you know bringing the painter in and doing a you know two thousand dollar you know freshen up of the of the the living room in the kitchen. We're talking about uh, numbers that have. Five and six figures in them and ones that could be impactful on your financial life.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now what we've seen is an increase. And maybe it's just due to our clientele and kind of where they're at in their lives. But we are definitely seeing an increase in people looking at major home renovations. And so we wanted to touch on that topic a bit and spend a little bit of time about things that they should think about and perhaps some pitfalls that they want to avoid if they want to do a major home renovation and not harm their own personal finances.
1: We wanted to go a little bit
0: um, more detailed in this,
1: in this podcast and talk at a little bit higher level as well, just so that people kind of get a better understanding of if I'm going to commit 50 or 75 or a hundred thousand dollars to the existing home that I live in right now, uh, what does that actually cost me? What impact does that have on my financial plan? Um, And while you're, you're, almost guaranteed to like the outcome and to 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 see the subjective benefit of it. What did that actually mean to my financial plan to make that decision? And was that the correct decision? Or should I have potentially entertained the idea of, of buying a new home uh, or even entertaining a different option?
0: Yeah, I mean, most HGTV shows would have you believe that every renovation that you do adds this huge trampoline effect to your money. And so, you know, all you need to do is rip out your kitchen and spend like sixty grand, and now your five hundred thousand dollar house is worth like six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Is that truly the case, Nate?
1: Yeah, it's it's one where we uh we we see the the media in an, in an entertaining way. Obviously, these are entertainment shows, um, kind of le- leading us somewhat down a, a primrose path. I mean, it's it, it's not to say, and we want to be clear in the beginning here, we're not talking people out of doing home improvements. We're not saying you shouldn't do it. We're not saying that everyone's a bad idea. What we're saying is we have to objectively look at how we're doing um, the the renovation and what it ultimately means to us in the end. Because if we turn the the you know one variable and said instead of spending $100,000 on a home improvement, you are going to spend $100,000 on fill-in-the-blank, kind of anything else. Think of how much thought and effort you would put into, wow, is this really worth $100,000, what I'm looking to buy or what I'm looking to do? So I think sometimes we get a little bit... Um, the, the you know the 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 outcome tends to shade over whether or not it's actually a good financial decision to do this, um, or at least that we've got, got garnered enough information about it to to say whether or not it makes sense for us. Is there a favorite home renovation show that you have? No, uh, I don't. I don't really go down that path that much. They're kind of. I think I used to watch them when there was the um. What were the ones where, like the home giveaways? when not there one oh, like yeah. way back in the day where they actually like, gave homes away or
0: something? No, I think that's back. That's I back. I, now. I, I think so. I,
1: you know, it's fine. I don't. You know, I will say this: my um, my mother in law loves those, um, and I understand why people like them. I mean, it's cool what they do, but I, I don't think they does
0: necessarily do a good enough job of explaining the cost involved <laughs> of what they're doing. I like the te- there's a Texas one. Uh, that I love actually that I, I watched a bunch of. I, I watch less of it now, but um, they, they actually would move the house. So they would like take the house, pick it up, they'd move it to an area, they'd redo the house, and then they would sell it. They are like on this lot and you would actually transport the house. Kind of Modular because you know they don't have basements now. Okay, there.
1: so if anybody's thinking about moving a house, we're going to just say right now, don't do that. I well, don't need to know not. any more information about it other than <laughs> you want to move a house. That <laughs> we're not doing
0: that, yeah. That's, that's a bad idea. We generally have basements here in Wisconsin, so that's it's a much more difficult task than to just pick one up. You Although, know, one in, in uh, kind of close to my house got moved, really. Yeah, it did because they were doing like uh, some like um.
1: Interstate renovation. It was kind of an eminent em- 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 domain thing where they said, like, you sorry, you have to do this. So instead of knocking the house down, they elected to move it. They moved it like a half a mile away. They must
0: really have loved that house. I don't quite understand why, but. You know? To me, I would think that it, like, just the drywall and everything itself and movement, I would mm-hmm. think you'd have a lot of like drywall cracking and like, you know, problems, but apparently you don't. I mean, I guess... The if that person
1: good. that moved their house that lives by me moved their house, call in right now. I mean, we can't take live calls, but call in right now and tell us why you did that because I'm kind of interested.
0: Yeah. Well, I like my house. I, you know, if I was eminent domain, I would probably want to keep my house, right? I mean, it'd be pretty cool know, to man. keep Move it? It seems like a pain. I don't know. <laughs> it like seems like an interesting
1: thing to do. It's right. like you moved,
0: but you ended up in the same house. I hope you end up with a totally different like, landscaping or something. you got to change something. Well, right. right. Just yeah. to move it down the road. This
1: reminds me of my wife and I traded in her minivan back when our kids were younger. And we got literally like, the exact same like, make and model, except it was like three years newer. And I remember that feeling of kind of being like, oh. We just have the same car.
0: <laughs> that was <is> very <laughs> anticlimactic. Yeah. Was it the same yeah.
1: color too? No, it oh, was a okay. different color. But I mean, other than that, it was. You guys got crazy. It was kind of weird. I don't know. It was
0: kind of like, oh, we got a new car, except
1: we didn't really get a new car.
0: Hmm. I've kind of thought the same. I got to get a new car. I have, you know, I have a 2007 Acura RDX, and I thought, like, maybe I'll, get the, maybe I'll just get an RDX again. I but think you should
1: get a minivan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> be awesome. No. But like a souped-up one with like a big engine and stuff and like a turbo, you know, in it so that you can actually feel like it's pretty cool. I know. I know. You know, I, I, this is a true story. My parents, back in the day, um, they were one of the first buyers of the minivans. So it was a Dodge Caravan. Oh, with the wood paneling? No, it did not. Oh. So no, they did not get the wood paneling. But mm. I mean, this was one of those where you'd order it, you know, and then you had, they'd have to wait like <laughs> like 12 weeks to get it. But people would literally stop They would be driving by our house and they would literally like slam on the brakes and and go over to the side of the road. And they would actually get out and talk to my parents about how like, how do you like this minivan? Because it was brand new. Because like,
1: everybody had a conversion van before that. Yeah, they like were the freaking out about
0: That's this awesome. thing. They thought it was like sliding door. This was like game changing. And they just thought it was the coolest thing. And so we had a very cool car for a little while. And then, uh, and then it wasn't cool anymore, right? Well,
1: the, the minivan is basically just the offensive lineman of cars. It's very like it gets the job done. It's not going to blow you away. You're never going to be like, wow, this game was won by the offensive tackle. But it does. It just works. It just works. It just works.
0: I know you've had one. Um, the Walkner household—we've uh, refused to be that utilitarian. We just refused. Yeah, I mean, it again. That's that's the, that's the trade-off, right? I mean, nothing else is coming with a sliding door. It's very true. Well, now things are pretty cool too because the doors like automatically slide and, and everything.
1: Yeah. All right, we got to get back on topic right. here. Somewhere in Chicago, Kevin's yelling at us again. Um, okay, so let's talk. Let, let's talk in specific terms because I really want to. Um, kind of dive deeper into this than we have in, in, in previous um, conversations that we've had about about home renovations. So first off, uh, let's just talk basically about how somebody should get started and what are two or three different things that they should look at uh, when they're going to kind of entertain this idea of a home remodel. I'll, I'll throw the first one out. So for me, um, I want to see that somebody has gotten multiple bids from contractors or has put together bids themselves to the point where they have, call it, 80 to 90% confidence that their home renovation is going to be within $5,000 one way or the other of what the total cost is going to be.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great rule of thumb. And, uh, you know, you've got to start doing your background and you've, you have to engage uh, multiple Contractors uh, to to get a competitive bid process going because it can wildly differ as far as what your contract what your contractor is going to charge, and also some contractors are more um, consultative, mm-hmm. you know, where they're going to go out and they're going to say, "Hey, look, right. I, I think you should move this. I think you should do that." And others are just going to do the job that you tell them to do, and it really does come down to your own personal personality. Uh, you know, I, I know my wife has more of a design eye and she can communicate what she wants. Myself, I'm not extremely creative that way and I would want somebody's input in telling me kind of what to do in my home, particularly if I had an old home that has uh, you know, a more closed floor plan, something like that, where you, you might actually need to move some things around. Uh, you, you probably want somebody that's more consultative in that, in that situation. And the expense could wildly differ then between those two
1: no you 're exactly right, and that that's a, that's a very good point. Um, make sure that you are are clear and articulate to your contractor of what you're ultimately looking for. Are you looking for somebody to help you with you know design decisions, color decisions uh, style decisions, or are you looking for somebody to simply execute what the blueprints say to execute because those are two vastly different things. The other thing I want to touch on when we're talking about contractors is don't be um surprised either that a lot of contractors nowadays are very, very busy. And so they have the ability, if they choose, to price a job significantly higher in a lot of cases than say they would have been able to do in 2009, 2010, 2011 when the economy was trying to recover from, from the Great Recession. Okay, So there's a lot of contractors, and that's not throwing stones at contractors, that's just the supply and demand of how our, how our economy works. If somebody already has three or four jobs lined up, and you're asking them to to entertain your job, you know, if I'm in that contractor spot, I'm probably going to charge a premium myself. So it's just be aware that that is something that you should that that you should be um, cognizant of, and
0: that is a the, the primary reason why we want you to get multiple bids. Yeah, and when you do look out and get bids, um, we would recommend that you kind of check in with your natural market, find out who around you. Um, has some experience with contractors and you know, find out who, who around town has a great reputation. Uh, and if any of our clients want some, some names of contractors, we certainly can reach out to our realtor network and uh, you know, get recommendations from them. And that's, that's how commonly we've received recommendations in the past is, let's go touch the realtor community and find out who has a great reputation uh, around the community. And those are the type of people that, that we generally give as names. Exactly.
1: So let's move now into some numbers. Um, let, let's just look at the kind of quote, does it make sense financially for me to do a home renovation? And again, we have to uh, caveat this by saying we're not talking people out of it. We're not saying that you're not going to get any other benefit out of it than pure monetary benefit if it exists. Um, but but it is important to look at whether or not, um, you know, the numbers make sense for you. So um, just from a... Um, from a kind of a planning perspective, one thing we want people to keep in mind is, how are we going to pay for this? In other words, are we going to use assets to pay for it? Are we going to use debt to pay for it? Are we going to use a combination of the two? How open are we to doing things like construction loans, uh, using some of the equity in our house? Can our monthly budget handle uh, you know, an increased payment? Um, because to do, say, a $100,000 renovation, and I ran some quick numbers here just so that we could talk about these, Hundred thousand dollar renovation. If you did a ten year home equity loan, fixed ten year home equity loan at roughly four and a half percent rate, your payment's going to be over a thousand dollars a month on that um, on that ten thousand. Excuse me, on that ten year hundred thousand dollar loan. That's a pretty big impact to most people's monthly budget to add a thousand dollars in for the next ten years. Does that mean you can't make full 401K contributions? Does that mean you have to cut back on Roth IRA contributions? That's the impact that, that we want people to think about. And just to, to finish the, uh, the, the circle or complete the circle on that, you're looking at, if you paid it for the minimum payments for 10 years, you're looking at paying roughly uh,
0: $25,000 of interest on that loan. So that hundred grand actually cost you close to 125000 And this is the odd thing that people like to do. Uh, they like to get bids. And then they like to sign on the dotted line, and then they come talk to Nate and I, and that to me is just dumbfounding because, you know, I think that people have the the, I think they have the thought that they're going to come to their financial advisor, and their financial advisor is going to try to talk them out of it. And that's not our goal. Our goal is to be fiduciaries for our clients and tell them what's in their best interest. And so if you came in and told us, "Hey, I want to do a home renovation," and we ran some numbers and said, "Yes, this looks good." You know, let's figure out how we can pay for it and let's figure out, you know, the best course of action for you personally. Don't go sign on the dotted line and then say, okay, let's figure this out now. Let's figure it out prior to doing the big renovation. Let's run some numbers. Let's help you out. We are collaborative with you and you can choose or not choose to take our advice. So if we tell you, hey, this isn't really in your best interest to do it this way, I mean, you can choose to take that advice or not choose to take that advice. It's our job to give you unbiased advice, so you know please that anybody that's considering to do a major home renovation speak with your financial professional before you go implement
1: yeah you you are, are doing yourself a disservice if you don't objectively look at what does that thousand dollars a month or you know if uh, I ran it also over a fifteen year term and that's closer to kind of eight in the eight fifty per month range, um, what does that ultimately mean to me? Am I able to still do the things that, that I'm doing right now and um, Clint's exactly right. Um, you know the the numbers are as important, if not more important, than the actual home renovation itself. Because once you sign on that contract dotted line, you are you know obligated to to move forward on it and. If you don't fully understand the implications of that, that can get ugly for you. Or uh, said another way, maybe you look at the numbers and say, okay, maybe instead of a hundred thousand dollar renovation, we do a fifty thousand dollar renovation because just cut the numbers in
0: half. You know, a five hundred dollar a month payment fits a heck of a lot better into our budget than a thousand dollar a month payment. Well, and Nate, you have more experience than I do in this because of, of your um, uh, just your prior employment history. But well, how much do they probably add to the final you know contract that they sign? Is it about 15%, 20% just kind of as an overage in their heads that they should mentally estimate just in case the project gets a little bit more expensive than anticipated?
1: I would say it's probably at least that. I mean, I think, I think the, the biggest challenge for um, home renovation, uh, I'll, I'll say the biggest challenge for kind of everybody involved is, especially on older homes, Nobody knows what's inside the walls once they start opening the walls, right? And so there might be asbestos in there. There might be termites in there. There might be, um, you know, uh, electrical work that was done in kind of a hodgepodge way or a way that was acceptable 50 years ago and is no longer acceptable. Once you open that wall, both you and the contractor kind of own what's inside that wall. So there's a there's a, a reason why a lot of home builders don't play in the remodel sandbox because, that's that's it's just a different beast altogether, and so understanding that you're probably going to have overruns, you're probably going to have uh, a, a project that gets a little bit more expensive than you may realize. So ultimately, what we'd like people to do is, you know, if you if you want to have your home remodel project be in the hundred thousand dollar range, you better start with a target of closer to seventy five to eighty thousand, knowing that it probably escalates up to that. Because if you start at a hundred, it is a very decent, a very very good chance that it's going to escalate into the 120, 125 range before it's all said and done.
0: I suggest just cutting a bunch of holes in your drywall and that just see what you back there.
1: It's a good idea. I had a buddy of mine one time that, that installed a patio door in his house, literally just cut a patio door into his house. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a very talented engineer. But the way that he was just like, yeah, I just did that. I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine. You know, if you and I decided to just do this in the office, like, hey, we're going to just cut a new doorway into the office. Let's do it.
0: How horrible would that turn out? First of all, it would turn out terrible. And second of all, I'm sure we'd cut into some sort of supporting wall. Oh, you know, for no sure. Questions. Yeah,
1: no, know, right. The city of Madison would be here
0: the second the saw started up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when we're talking about uh, opening walls, when we're talking about uh, major redesigns and things like that, another thing to keep in mind is, you're probably not going to stick with your existing, uh, you know, if you're doing a kitchen remodel, you're not going to stick with your existing appliances and things like that or or furniture. So be honest with yourself about the other things that are going to add up. I mean, think about buying furniture right now. My wife's on the cusp of buying some. So I know that you know, furniture is expensive, man. I, I don't know. And, and, you know, you can go into Wayfair and things like that, but regardless of where you go to buy furniture, it's expensive, and appliances even more so. So, you know, figure out what you're going to do there. Uh, you know, oftentimes you can get financing that's that's pretty good, but we're adding that fi- those financing uh, items to your budget as well. So if you got a grand on that, uh, a month on that uh, $100,000, we'll add the furniture on top of that. I mean, you could spend... Ten to fifteen thousand dollars just on furniture or appliances in there, and so make sure that you add that to your budget as well.
1: Yeah, and the final thing we want to touch on um, is 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 really entertaining the idea of does this more make more sense to us from a family standpoint, from a number standpoint, from a retirement plan standpoint, um, as as uh, as opposed to buying a different house. the the benefit in our opinion of buying a different house is you know th- there are a few different benefits but one is in most cases if you do a hundred thousand dollar renovation you're not going to get a hundred thousand dollars of value back on your house it just does not work that way you know you're probably looking at a, a bump in your value of maybe somewhere if I had to ballpark it maybe somewhere in the you know fifty to sixty thousand dollar range maybe if you're lucky seventy thousand but you're probably going to quote lose if you will thirty or forty thousand dollars in my example. Um, Of just money paid versus value, you know, received back. Now I understand we're we're suspending the the subjective value that you'll get, or the benefit that your family gets from it, or, you know, we we understand there's value there. But if you're just purely talking about it in a dollars and cents standpoint, um, be real careful with the assumption that you're going to get ninety or ninety five percent of the value back, because in most cases that's
0: uh, that's just not what we're seeing. And if you're doing it from a pure economic standpoint, I mean you've got to focus on certain rooms of your house that really are meaningful from a buyer perspective. So, you know, putting putting in a beautiful, you know, $25,000 retaining wall outside will certainly not pay for itself, but you know, going on and making kitchen renovations on a kitchen that's pretty pretty busted up because it's really old, I mean, you'll get uh, more of that money back. So, there are places that you can go to look at, you know, websites and things like that that will kind of give you a greater understanding of where your dollars are best spent uh but that being said uh, you know it, it's just a situation where uh you know you put in those granite countertops and you, all of a sudden it's not going to trampoline up where you know you're going to be at 120% of what you put in
1: yeah it, it really does come down to whether or not there's a um a value seen by the next person you know a good example that we use and we're not we're not throwing stones here by any means but you know something like a swimming pool or a hot tub or something like that installed into the house just be careful there because that's something that could almost limit your future buyers of your home. So instead of increasing the value of the home, it might increase the value in some people's minds, but other people might be turned off to something like that and say, I'm not going to now buy this house because it has you know these things that have been added to it. So again, just a word to the wise, um, seek out advice from your advisor, seek out advice from a uh, contractor, seek out advice from Uh, you know, the professionals involved and, and look at it, please, please, please look at it objectively because it's easy to fall in love with what the renovation renovated house is going to look like when it's done. And it's easy to suspend in your mind, the implication of the monthly payment or what it's actually going to cost us. Um, Again, Clint's job and my job is not to talk you out of it, but our job is to present to you the different scenarios and help you to make the best educated decision you can make.
0: Well, I do know I've talked to, um, one of the realtors in our network, Charlie Wills, and he actually went out to one of our clients' houses, and they were looking at doing a major, major renovation. And so he did weigh in on it a little bit um, because, I mean, his what he'd like to do you know, in the future is, is sell the home for them, but even if they don't sell it now, they may sell it years from now after the, the renovation. So you know, uh, there are a lot of realtors that will go over and at least weigh in. So if you have a realtor relationship, it may be something to do is grab them and say hey we're considering this uh and then you know keep in mind their conflict of interest is perhaps to push you to sell the home and buy a new one however if you have a real trusted resource and and charlie's somebody that i trust personally because i have used him in the past um you know if we were considering something we'd want you know him to come in and at least weigh on weigh in on that
1: yeah i have personal experience with that as well matt Winsen reed who's another a great great realtor here in madison came over to my house my wife and i were toying with the idea of moving and um, you know, within a, a short period of time, ten fifteen minutes of walking around in our house, he was able to identify four or five things that we would need to do to get the home quote sale ready. Uh, you know, which were improvements that we needed to make to the house. Um, so even that alone helped us to be able to um, kind of kind of quote re- renovate or or in a um, kind of a small way renovate the house uh, to get it to a point where it was saleable. Um, there's professionals out there that will help you to be able to make these decisions. These are not decisions you need to try to make on your own.
0: And I want to go back to one thing. We've touched on prior podcasts that uh, you are not a steam room or a sauna guy. Are you a hot tub guy?
1: I have to think about the last time. Oh, when we went down to the Dominican Republic. I don't think, though, if you're in a hot tub in like a resort, I don't think that counts. I don't think so. Right, no. Okay, right. So we're talking about like, Would
0: would you ever install a hot tub in your house? I don't know. Um, I, okay, let's change it and say, I don't
1: know. I No, I would never install one in my house. Would I buy a house that had one? It wouldn't deter me from doing it. I can honestly say I'd probably be in it maybe
0: two times a year. Wow. What, okay, what about a swimming pool? Would you not consider a house because it has a swimming pool? I grew up in a house that had a swimming pool, um, which, again,
1: was kind of one of those where we weren't, we weren't out looking for a house with a swimming pool, but the house that my parents wanted to buy just had it, and my brother and I were you know in, in the kind of prime swimming pool years, so it made sense to, to do it. And we had a lot of great times in it, and it was fun, and it was enjoyable, and it was great for our family. I will tell you, though, the last probably two to three years that we lived in that house, I don't think my brother and I went in the pool one time.
0: Oh, yeah. It's one of those romantic notions that I always want to have a swimming pool, but then I think I'd get one and I just, you know, same thing. I would hate it after a while. No, so I will
1: tell nice. you this. My aunt um, and, and uncle installed one in their house. Um, they live on the east side of Madison Install one. They use it all the time. They love it. It's, it's uh, um, something that, um, you know, from conversations I've had with her, um, they, I don't know that they would they would go back and do anything different. I think that to to them and their family, it's it is great. Um, so I think there's a lot of people out there that you know, if you use it the right way, well, you and I know somebody that lives down in uh, in northern Illinois that has a pool and they use it all the time as well.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna find a way to get down there. Well, yes, yeah. that's, that's Rod who been on podcast before. He has a right. wonderful pool and he loves it. He loves it. I mean, they I totally love
1: it. It's, so I think again, if you go into it with the right mindset and you understand, but both of those parties, I can honestly say that my my aunt and 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 Rod. Knew the amount, the cost going into it. They kind of they they looked at it objectively, and this made sense for them and their family. So therefore, they did it. That's all we're asking is that people look at it objectively and make sure that it makes sense for you. And we've said it before, and we're going to say it again, and we'll say it until we we can't speak anymore. Be careful with the phrase. If I'm going to do this project, then I might as well do. Dot dot dot. In other words, if we're going to put new cabinets in the kitchen, we might as well knock out these other six walls and add another two thousand square feet to the house. That is a very dangerous, dangerous road to
0: go down. Yeah, I mean those projects can start at seventy grand and end up at two fifty because we've actually seen it happen. So uh, you know that's it's an extreme example, but it actually happened. Um, for some of our clients. So, you know... We've it, seen again. multiple clients that have had that. That's that, true. That
1: where, yeah. where, a, where a project has gone up by 50 or 100 or 150% above what they originally intended for it to do because they got to that point. And again, we're not saying that any of them are unhappy with the outcome or that any of them look back and, and are frustrated by it. But we just want to make sure that people understand the financial impact of what that means to them before they make that decision.
0: Yeah, and just, uh, you know, a final thought here before we wrap up. Um, you know, I, with the way the interest rates are uh, right now, they're increasing now, and so I think people are kind of thinking again. You know, should we renovate instead of, you know, going into a really hot market? It's a difficult market to be in, particularly in this area. Um, you know, and additionally, mortgage rates are higher, so people are going to pay more in interest, and they may have locked low rates uh, on their primary mortgage. So you know, there's a lot of factors in play, and I think that's leading to a lot of people considering these larger home renovations. So. Um, you know, when you approach a project like this, you know, give us a call and let's talk through it and make sure that it makes sense financially. And, uh, you know, let's make sense. Uh, let's make sure that it makes sense from you objectively and subjectively at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's a great point. If you're going to spend upwards of fifty, hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars $150,000 on a renovation, you have to go and look at, four or five or six other homes that you would potentially buy for no other reason to educate yourself as to if i'm going to put this hundred thousand dollars into my existing home what if i put this hundred thousand dollars into a new home what does that buy me and does that actually get me more for my money in the end if you're not out looking at at a couple houses just from a comparison standpoint if nothing else and you're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a refinance or excuse me on a renovation you are doing yourself a disservice
0: So, would you ever do a hundred thousand dollar renovation yourself?
1: I would really, really have to love where my house was, and there would have to be reasons as to why I wouldn't enter at least entertain strongly entertain the idea of moving to a different house if I was going to spend that kind of money on a refinance or excuse me on a a, uh, uh on a remodel. So, for me. The house that I was in would have to be, it would have to have attributes that I wasn't able to get somewhere else with a different house. Um, You know, it was on land or it was, I I don't know, you can come up with a different scenario, but it would have to be something like that because otherwise I think you have to be careful putting that kind of
0: money into an existing house without at least looking at other homes in the area. That's exactly right. So... Uh, well, thanks for joining us today. I, with uh, give me some truth here. Uh, you know, we welcome your feedback. We look forward to you listening in future episodes. And if there's any uh, topic that you'd like us to touch on, please send it, Send it our way. Thank you very much.
2: Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Walkner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment related. Nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services LLC, Walkner Condon Financial Advisors LLC, and WC Insurance Services LLC. Are affiliated companies. Should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condom Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.